Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Happy Monday morning. Uh, great to be here with you guys. You know, uh, for us, the inspiration for these podcasts comes in many different ways. There are times I'll be in church services and I'll get a theme or a topic. There's other times where it's just time to record and then I'll look through a notebook. But then there's times where these uh, podcast topics come up because I see something that just irks me, something that bothers me, where I uh, look and I see something happening in the life of a believer or a common belief in society. You know, I've said this before, but a lot of preaching is tearing down the common thought of the day. Oh, YOLO, you only live once. Take advantage of it. No, you only live forever. Oh, whatever will be, will be. No, that's where the power of God comes in. It doesn't have to just be what it is. That's where, oh, you know, Aunt Susie's got cancer, so she's probably going to decline and die. No, that's where the power of God comes in. But one of the things that I'm seeing, you know, I've been planning to be in the ministry since I was eight years old. I've been aiming my life towards preaching the gospel for a long time. But one of the things that I see is ministers who've, uh, whether it's just uh, wrong doctrine that they were under when they were younger, but who don't stand up for the truth. You know, one of the things that really helped me is when I heard someone say, anything you don't stand up for, you won't be persecuted for, but you have to be willing to stand up. You won't see something produce results in your life. The prosperity message won't produce results in your life if you don't stand up for it. You have to be willing to take persecution over something before it'll produce in your life. If a family member of yours is like, oh, you actually believe in that prosperity message? You believe that God will bless you, that God will give you money if you give to the church, God will give you money? Yes, because that's what the Bible says. If the Bible says it, I believe it. I'm a believer. But people who have backed down from the Word of God, Acts 20 verse 27 says, Uh, Paul said, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. You know, many people back down. Another version said, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. There is a, it is, it is possible to be a Christian and be someone who backs down on certain subjects because of abuses to it. You know, the reality is, is anything that there's a, uh, any, any doctrine that has power to it, the devil is going to try to make it counterfeit. So because the power of God is real and the anointing is real and the joy is real and the presence of God is real, the devil is going to make a counterfeit and he's going to make it weird because the prosperity message uh, provision, if the devil can keep the church poor, it's going to limit the impact because there is a real, he's going to make a counterfeit. You know, if you call in the next 20 minutes, it's, it's like an infomercial. We'll double your order. You just pay shipping t- twice the shipping and handling. Bro, the shipping and handling is $20. I'm not an idiot. Like, it doesn't take that much to ship to my house. I got a piece of, I got a tool shipped from Beijing for under $2. This is from China. Like, you're, you're in Mississippi. You're a few states away. You can send it for less than $20. Like, who are you, who are you paying? Is, is some royalty family packing boxes that you have to pay them $400 an hour, and that's why it costs to ship that much? There's gimmick to where people like, if you call now and you send in your gift of, you know, uh, uh, $910 for Psalms 91, you're going to have protection guaranteed for the rest of your life. Give this gift now. And it's like bogus gimmicks that come up 
in the body of Christ, but there's only ever a fake when there's a real. The, the devil doesn't attack things that don't matter. The reason why the father in the home is so important is because how we view the father is important. So people who are raised with fathers who are abusive, when you say, oh, God will be your father, that doesn't compute with them. They think, I don't want a father. I had a father and he was abusive. The, the, he goes after people's confidence because it's important. He goes after people's, uh, he goes after people's um, sexuality. He goes after their innocence, right? He'll try to, he'll tempt someone, young people to sin, and then they lose their virginity before the time. And then, and then their innocence, they feel like their innocence is gone. And then they feel worthless. He goes after their self-worth because if he can take them out early, he'll neutralize them. And so the devil always goes after things that matter. But there's many people who've gone into ministry and have backed down from what God has called them to do. And what is that? That's to preach the full counsel of the word. In James chapter 3, verse 1, he said, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. We have a friend who is... Um, uh, and they may be listening to this, but we have a friend who's having... Uh, having, there's a family member that's going through, um, a tough time in like in and out of the hospital and very, uh, it's one of their kids in and out of the hospital. And they're in a church that doesn't preach on divine healing. It's supposed to be a, you know, very progressive church with young people, great worship, you know, reach the community, but hasn't preached on divine healing. And so you see these people who love the Lord, have amazing hearts, like have uh, hearts of gold, but don't know how to behave in in this attack against their child's life and the child's in and out of hospital. And, and, and you see that there's, they say, oh, you know, everything's okay for now. And we just hope it stays that way. Man, God has a plan for you to walk in perfect health. It is the preacher's responsibility to preach the full counsel of the word. And I truly believe that, that as ministers, when they meet the Lord on judgment day, that they, they will be held accountable for withholding the full counsel of the word. It's easy as a minister to back down and not talk about money because it's the sticky point. But it's like, how can you preach a gospel that is not confrontational? The gospel by nature is controversial. That's what it is. Wait, you're telling me I have to humble myself tell God that I've messed up, ask God to forgive me, cast my reliance on him, change everything in my life and turn my back on sin and follow him and forsake uh, going after riches and put his kingdom first. That is there anything more controversial? Man, a man died on the cross. People nowadays don't even believe in sin, don't even believe in right and wrong. You know, for people, it's like, you know, go ahead and just speak your truth. There's no such thing as your truth. Truth is truth, whether people believe it or not. It's the same thing with God. Whether someone's an atheist, it doesn't affect who God is. And so this culture that is that is turned and has basically become seeker sensitive, and, and we don't want to ruffle any feathers. So yeah, we don't talk about money from the pulpit because people get offended. Man, you know, there's needy people who depend on the fact that God actually has a plan for their finances. Look at, look at my life. Thankfully, my mom was desperate enough that when she heard the message and she knew it was coming from a pure source, she was coming from, it was coming from a ministry here that she could trust that the message of sowing and reaping, it's actually what has brought us to where we are. My life wouldn't be what it is with 
without the message on knowing that God wants to bless me and wants to bring me out of poverty. We were poor and God wants to bring you out, but there's action steps and part of that is becoming a generous person. But people back down from, from these doctrines because they're controversial. And you know what it actually is, is it's people change their doctrine because of experience. Man, this, you know, this person died of cancer. You know, this person was a pastor and they died of cancer. And so, you know, I just don't preach healing anymore because, you know, there's, it's tough. People change their doctrine because of what happened in someone else's life. I don't care how many people were believing God to heal them that died because of, because of their disease or infirmity. The Bible still says that Jesus Christ is, is the healer. I don't base my faith off of someone else's experience. You can let a testimony encourage your faith, but a testimony of someone else is not the source of faith. The source of faith is the word. Faith is not jumping up and down when someone testifies. That's an encouragement to your faith, but your faith is founded in the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't come to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, you healed this person, so please heal me. I come to the Lord in prayer and I say, Father, your word says that it's by Jesus stripes that I am healed. So I take my place as a person who's been redeemed from the curse of the law, which part of that is sickness. I've been redeemed from sickness. I've been redeemed from sin. If I'm any bit saved, then I'm every bit whole. I've linked this to my to my to my salvation. God has a plan for you, but you have to be willing. You have to decide to stand up for what you believe. There'll come a point in your life, especially to the ministers, the ministers and future ministers that I'm speaking to, where you decide this is what I'm going to preach on. And there will be people who will challenge you on it. And you still have to be willing to preach it. Yeah, my, you know, my mother, she gave and, you know, didn't, and she died in poverty. So that gospel message, man, how, how am I supposed to go into your mother's heart and see if she mixed any faith with her actions? How can I judge if someone had faith? How can I judge if someone was living in sin? How can I judge what was going on? All I know is that the word of God can't be wrong, but man can be right can be wrong. First Timothy 4:16 says, "Keep a close watch on how you live and your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you." You know, as a minister, we're held to a higher level of responsibility because it's not only our lives at stake, it's other people's lives at stake. There are ministers who, because of their example, and they drink alcohol, and they're on Instagram, and they're drinking alcohol, or they're, you know, people, they, oh, you know, it's fine, a little bit of wine here and there. Whatever you do, whatever is your, your compromise in your life, people will think is regular. So if you, if you say things like, yeah, man, I don't even pray really every day. I mean, I pray, but not every day. You're going to have people hear that and they won't pray any day because they'll look and they'll wake up the day and they'll be like, well, this person doesn't pray every day. So 
uh, I don't have to pray today. And six weeks from now, they will never have spent time in prayer because it's always what you do every once in a while that they'll do in excess. Yeah, I drink a little alcohol here and there. And then you'll have people who who will end up in hell because of your compromise. You're held to a higher standard as a minister. And that's why the days of preparation are days where you where you choose, man, I'm not going to be a person who's living for my comfort here on earth. I'm not going to be a person who, who listen, man, even music. Like if you're a future minister, you should not listen to worldly music at all. I mean, maybe there'll be a first dance. That'll be an old Frank Sinatra song, but you got to draw the limit somewhere. There should be no worldly music in your, in your music uh, store. You shouldn't have CDs from Jay-Z in your car. You shouldn't have CDs from whoever it is in your vehicle. Why? Because that stuff affects people. There are people who think, oh, it's there's two categories. There's Christian and not Christian. And you're listening to, you know, uh, instrumentals by some non-Christian artist and they're listening to Tool, right? Or they're listening to ACDC or, uh, man, I don't even know who these people are. Cardi B. I don't, I don't know. Drake, right? Listening to garbage music that's going to pollute their heart because you decided to listen to something. Your example makes a difference. And these things get me fired up because I see people getting robbed. The truth is with the friends that I'm talking about, if they could hear from the word of God that the same Jesus who walked 2,000 years ago and healed the sick will heal their child, they could at least be putting up a fight, but they're letting life happen to them right now. And it's not their fault. It's because they haven't had people who've stood up for the truth, who've, people who've backed down because, oh, our denomination doesn't teach on that. We'll get in trouble. You know, the most, most important thing is that people get saved. You're robbing people to think that you can go and not preach the full counsel of the word. If you're not going to preach the full counsel of the word, hey, the salvation, baptism in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, miracles, you shouldn't even go into the ministry. You shouldn't even enter the ministry. You have to decide if anything in the book is true, then everything in the book is true. And I'm going to preach this. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to stand up for this doctrine. That's what it means to be a minister. I'm going to read the scripture again. Keep a close watch on how you live and your teaching. King James says, and your doctrine. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. You know, by, pre- by preaching the right doctrine, you prepare people for that time that they face those attacks. You prepare people for that. And if, you'd, if you as a minister or a future minister haven't decided to believe that you know that you know that you know, not only is Jesus the healer, but he will heal and he is my healer and I'll never be sick ever again, you, you have to get that down into your spirit. Now is the time. There's a book, Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth, a great place to start. There's another book by T.L. Osborne. Um, man, what's the name? Uh, 
Um, just look up T.L. Osborne books. There's one called Heal or something. I'll, I'll remember it once I turn this, uh, once we end this podcast. But begin to hide the word of God in your heart. The word is the only thing that produces. And so deciding, what do I believe? I'm going to stand up. As a minister, you will be held accountable. I don't believe, if you have thousands of people who go to your church and you chose not to preach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, on laying on of hands, on divine healing, on going out and reaching the lost, you've robbed the people of life on earth. You've robbed them of joy on earth. You've robbed them of fruit in heaven. If you are a pastor and you don't preach and lead your pe- and and exhort your people to win the lost, you're robbing them of, of treasure in heaven. And we as ministers will be held accountable. Watch closely. Watch closely to your doctrine. If all of your messages are God's going to come and he's going to comfort you. This is a doctrine. Yes, God is the God of comfort, but he's the God who saves. He's the God who wins every battle. He's the God who faces death and wins. He's a God who answers by fire. He's a God whose word is like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. He's the God that has people that that drive giants out of the land, that yell and, and walls fall down, that people, he takes 300 people, the Gideon's army, and, and, has, and God sends confusion of the camp and they turn and kill each other. This is the God that we serve, not the God of if all of your messages or everything's going to be okay. You, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, put a, put a hatred in my heart for all the works of the devil and a love for people. And you'll begin to see the way Jesus sees. That's what we've got for you today. Thanks for joining us, man. I had to get that off my chest. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast. Have a great day.